And joining me now with more on the days ahead is Joe Little. He's managing editor of Majesty Magazine here in London since 1999. Thanks for your time tonight. Good to be with you. So Wednesday will be like anything this city has seen in a very long time. No, exactly. Um, the Queen Mother died 20 years ago, so 2002, and um, she she also had uh, what was virtually a state procession from um, the Queen's Chapel along the Mall to Westminster Hall, a, a similar route to that taken by the Queen. Um, but uh, the, the Queen is a step up again, obviously, as, as monarch. Um, the funeral that we will see next week is a state funeral, and that will be the first for, for um, since 1965. But the, um, the the differences this time, and the, all the differences are Her Majesty's uh, personal choices. You know that right. um, uh, when the the Queen Mother went to Westminster in 2002, we had funereal music, lots of bands, and uh, and and this time um, it's it's a silent procession. So, but but that's how. Um, uh, Queen Elizabeth II wanted it. Yeah, uh, if Edinburgh was any indication, um, there will be a lot of people there. I mean, I think it was it was some, something quite remarkable to see the turnout along the Royal Mile in Edinburgh. It was. Um, you know, back in June, we saw huge crowds turn out for the Platinum Jubilee celebrations. And, and the crowds at, at times were overwhelming and the police had to shut off certain sections of central London and I think that's very much going to happen again in the coming days you know that um, it's a small area a lot of people want to see what's going on and and, and pay their respects to the monarch um, but I think you know demand may well exceed supply. Tell me a bit about the procession because I, I gather as you mentioned it's going to be silent but we're also going to see uh, the military and we're going to see members of the royal family I imagine. You will. So, so that has happened in the past. Um, in 2002, the Prince of Wales, the, the now King Charles III, uh, walked behind his, his grandmother's coffin to, to Westminster Hall. And, and he will be doing it this time from Buckingham Palace behind his mother's coffin with other members of his family, his siblings um, and uh, some of the Queen's grandchildren. So... Um, it's, it's variations on a theme, if you like, and um, uh, but this time, uh, you know, there will still be a, mili- a huge military presence, but it'll be an altogether quieter affair than than for, for Queen Elizabeth in 2002. And just the lying in state itself at Westminster Hall, this will also be something that is full of uh, significance and, and, and history. It will, yes. I mean, um, uh, a number of other monarchs have, have uh, lain in state there and, and British statesmen as well. So the hall um, is, is um, ancient, it's, it's steeped in history. I was there on Monday for um, the addresses uh, being presented to, uh, to the King um, by way of condolence. So, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a, the, the grandest of settings, if you like, but, um, and a vast space. So the, the coffin, once it's been placed there, will be very impressive. Um, whereas, uh, as in Giles' Cathedral in Edinburgh, it was altogether more intimate setting. So um, this this will be um, a, a very grand uh, farewell to the Queen at Westminster Hall. 
I realized I was reading that for the Queen Mother, there were 200,000 people that filed through over the course of, uh, of several days, which seems like an awful lot of people. I'm hearing numbers like 750,000 for the, for the Queen lying in state uh, through to Monday morning. That seems like an, just a huge number of people. I wonder how they're going to manage. Well, good question. I don't think anybody knows at this stage, really. It's, it's very hard to predict. It would depend on the weather, perhaps, to a certain extent. Um, but uh, but I, I, too, was in the queue in 2002, and um, uh, I did it um, in three hours, so Saturday night into Sunday morning. And uh, I had already been in as a member of the press, but I felt that I, I wanted to try it as a member of the public. And it, it was a very, very moving um, thing to, to, to be at. Um, but you know, it seems likely that the the queue will go on and on and on, and I think at some points they will have to to stop people from joining it for a while until it um, uh, moves on slightly. In Edinburgh last night, uh, sorry, on on uh, Monday night, um, the queue at times was a mile long. And I think um, we can perhaps double that at least in London. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, that it might be actually something of an experience just to stand there, because I know there's no sitting, you really have to keep moving, right, in these in these queues. You do, that's right, there'll be stewards to move you along, so it comes with lots of rules and regulations, and that's only right and proper, really, given the, the nature of the occasion, so um, so there, there will be no pausing, it'll be a slow, steady walk through the hall, in, in one door, out the other door, Um which will allow as many people as possible to pay their respects. I, I imagine it's going to be open almost 24 hours a day. It'll close just briefly um, for for changes of guard or, or for other uh, other reasons. Sometimes they have to do a bit of um, housekeeping and it's to, to tidy up. So there, there will be brief moments when it pause, when it stops. But um, uh, so from 5 p.m. on Wednesday until. 6.30 a.m. on Monday, it would be more or less a, a non-stop um, uh, flow of, of um, mourners. And our guest this half hour is Joe Little. He's managing editor of Majesty Magazine here in London. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the Queen and the many events uh, to mark both her life and her reign. Um are returning to London. The focus will really be on London now, right through uh, to the funeral on Monday. Um, tell me a bit about what we know about what's happening with uh, with the funeral now. I know I realize that having it at Westminster Abbey is in of itself a break from tradition. It is. Um, funerals have um, of late taken place at St George's Chapel in Windsor. Uh, the King's father, King, King George VI, um, his funeral took place there in, in 1952. But uh, the Queen apparently decided that uh, Westminster Abbey is a much bigger venue, it would hold a lot more people, and she decided that it would make more sense to, to have the service there. Um, the Duke of Edinburgh, you remember, had chosen to have his funeral at um, St George's Chapel um, for completely the opposite reasons. He wanted it to be uh, less populated. Uh, the Queen Mother's funeral was at Westminster Abbey in, in 2002, so there is a precedent. and. Uh, uh, that would have been approved by the Queen, and, and she has adapted that funeral to suit her, her own purposes. So, um, you know, Westminster Abbey is a place that um, she visited many times. Uh, she was married there, her coronation took place there, and um, other members of her family were married there, and, and she has been a, a very regular visitor to, to Westminster Abbey throughout her, not just her reign, but her life. Um, it's a role peculiar, so it's a it, it, she has a, a direct control, or she had a direct control, 
control over it. So um, it, it's a very important part of royal history. And, and so it was Her Majesty's decision to have her funeral there. Oh, I was I was by there today, and of course it's now closed to the public. Uh, and you can tell there's a lot going on uh, in preparation. How I mean, I know this has been planned for years, but it seems to be able to do this in a matter of nine or ten days seems like a Herculean task. It is, but um, there are precedents, and and you know, it, previous funerals have shown that it can be done with with the right level of planning. Um, clearly, you can have all manner of plans in place, but when the time comes, uh, they have to be fine-tuned. Um, there, there was provision for the Queen to die in Scotland, um, and you could say perhaps that that was the very best outcome, because had uh, Her Majesty died at Windsor or at Sandringham, Scotland really wouldn't have, have fitted into the overall picture, and it's a country of which she was immensely fond, um, and she regarded herself as as a Scotswoman in many ways. Um, so, um, but it has complicated the, the overall timetable, but, you know, um, everything went according to plan and, uh, but, but, but tweaks have had to be made all the way along, you know, that um, it, it's all been very well choreographed, but, you know, there, there are things that need to be revised at the last minute, but um, so far so good. You mentioned earlier that all of this is a reflection of, of, of she's very much been in in the planning of this, right? It's very much a reflection of who she wanted, uh, how she wanted it to be. What is the overall mood um, that she wanted for her own funeral? Well, I, I, she would have looked at it as the funeral of a, of a monarch and, and somebody who would have, uh, who has reigned for, for such a long time, you know, the longest reigning British monarch. So, so, so she would have wanted it to be a, a, a dignified affair. And you could say that all funerals at Westminster Abbey are dignified affairs, but they, they vary in, in, in their content. Um, we don't know how, what the order of service contains, but you can be sure that there'll be a, a huge element of tradition and, and the, the hymns will um, have a, a, a meaning for the Queen. They will be uh, things, uh, hymns that would have been part of her life. So. Once we see the order of service, we will get a, a, a greater feel for how much of an input um, Her Majesty had in it. Um, a few days ago, the Dean of Westminster went to see the King at Buckingham Palace, and they discussed the, the funeral arrangements at length, and uh, the Dean came back with some amendments to make to what had been agreed. So, so clearly King Charles III um, wants to, to modify uh, some of the arrangements uh, as mm. is his prerogative. So what those changes are, we will probably never know, but it, you, know, it can, you can be sure it would be a hugely impressive service. And we don't exactly know who, who will be speaking. And so, I mean, we have some idea, but but not completely yet. We haven't seen the final program. We haven't, to know. So um, the, the, the Archbishop of Canterbury, I'm, I'm sure, will be in overall control. Um, but it's it's a huge operational nightmare, I think, probably to put it uh, mm. in a too fine a point, because of the number of heads of state and, and heads of government that um, they will need to, to, to squash into Westminster Abbey for an occasion such as this. You've been covering this for so long, Joe. I was really curious as to what has struck you over the past five or six, five days or so since the Queen's, uh, the announcement of the Queen's passing, just about uh, about how everyone has reacted to it. Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I, I think a lot of people are surprised 
at how they are feeling um, following the death of the Queen, even people who weren't particularly interested in the royal family, it seems to have touched them in a way they just really didn't expect it to. Um, you know, there, there are many died in the wool monarchists and, and they are, are very upset, but there, there are ordinary members of, of the public, the community that, that have equally been touched by it and, um, and, and have surprised themselves in, in that. You know, for, for very many of us, um, she is the only monarch that we have known. So um, she's been described variously as mother of the nation, grandmother of the nation, um, uh, and it's a cliche. But I think to a certain extent it's true that you know there's been this this constancy about her for for so long, and and that's now gone. You know, so uh, um, so the mood is sombre, but I, I think um, there is still cause for celebration for 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 a long life and 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 a quick death. You know, and um, the general consensus is that the um, the the new monarch uh, is is an extremely safe pair of hands. Joe Little, thanks again for your time. Good to be with you.